You are listening to an Enoch Pratt Free Library podcast. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey. Your journey starts here. Here.
already had the opportunity to meet this young woman. And when I say young woman, I mean a young woman who has made smart moves. She's done it in a field of beauty. She's done it in movements to inspire people, to let you know what it's like to be black on, on PBS. She has also made you laugh. She made you cry. And ladies and gentlemen, if I can have you to kind of just stand and applaud this woman for all she's already done. Evelyn of the Internet. Okay. So I did aspire to social media 
people don't want to do social media, but I did aspire to be in the media. Did you aspire to be such a wonderful storyteller, though? Yes. <laughs> I don't know many things, but I do know that that's what I always wanted to do. You are a genius at it, and you, it's a science to it, right? So is there a formula to your storytelling that you follow? Is it a model, or is it just a natural thing that, you know, this happened today and I need to share it? How does that work for you? Um, for me, it's a very natural thing, and that's why the consistency is that you know these things take time, the stories take time. Um, and y'all know better than me that stories take time and you can't gotta let things cut for a while. Um, so kind of similar to how you might see musicians ghost for a while. But when they come back they have like a couple years worth of experiences that they can make this music from. So on the internet, you know, the pace goes a lot faster. It's kind of the same thing. I can't make a video about my experience as, you know, a girl living in Texas until I actually leave my house and do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, with the work that you're doing and the being both of this, Group 
of uh, supporters of all ages, all backgrounds. And sometimes it's difficult to do that, but when you do it, it's such a compliment. How do you manage to be so diverse, so young, and to have those magnificent stories that bring us all in? I think I don't try okay. to appeal to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that people are drawn to me because I'm talking about my experiences as a black girl. And if you relate to what I'm saying about my African parents, because I'm Mexican parents, that's great. Um, there are a lot of people who comment on my videos that are like, girl, I'm Indian, it's the same thing. <laughs> same. So I think, and this is something that I learned from screenwriting, from the TV world, that it's in the specificity that a lot of people identify with you. I was listening to, I don't know if it was too black on the air, with Larry Wilmore. He made the word national. So um, he had the creator of every, Everybody Loves Raymond on there. And so that's a, it appeals to a wide audience, and it's because of a very specific story. And so you don't have to be Italian to you know, appreciate Everybody Loves Raymond, but it's because it had the specificity of like, dealing with your mother-in-law, or you know, dealing with your big brother, that a lot of people could feel the story inside their minds. So, um, can you tell us how PBS and Stay Loud came about mm -hmm. and what that has been like for you? Yeah, so we're in 2020. In December 2018, in January 2019, um, PBS Digital Studios approached me because they were developing a show about black culture and black history. And it was part of their um, initiative to bring more humanities into their programming online because a lot of it is STEM-based. And it's amazing, you know, programming about space, but like, what about the people here? Building. So, it was part of their initiative. They had, they were developing a show about that culture. They were developing a show about music. Y'all should all watch Soundfield. Yes. It's an amazing show. They have one about monsters in folklore called Monstrum. I love that one too. So it was just part of the group of shows that we were developing. So I was asked to, um, I was asked if I was interested in writing and hosting. And I said, I'll give it a whirl. Um, because they lured me, you want to say they lured me. They lured me with the, um, the concept of incorporating comedy into it. Okay. Because I, I made it very clear that I didn't want to be um, the poster child or, you know, the show that everyone right from now to feel like they're doing something. You know what I'm saying? I want, to, I want to come from my own experience, make jokes when I want to make jokes, and empower other people to do the same. So I said yes, and we did a season so far.
but you don't want to be described as an activist. So how would you label yourself? Or are you even, or should you even be labeled? Um, please say no. <laughs> should be labeled, no. I think I, I'm part of a community. Okay. And so we all, I think the word activist carries with it kind of pedestal or uh, an expectation or a set of standards that the rest of, if you're not an activist, you are magically not held to that same standard. But if we all treat it as if we are community members and we all have our own role in that community, then it empowers us to take responsibility where we need to take responsibility. So I think that's why I'm uncomfortable with the term activist because it makes it go, how did I do all the work? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just not true. Well, I have to yeah. do everything. Right. It does come with a lot of responsibility as we were talking about backstage, but I like the way you explained that because you said it's you're put up on a pedestal and you have to do all the work. Um, you give us a chance to be community. You give us a chance to be the internet cousins of Evelyn of the internet, um, and you also make us laugh. that are like in a corporate setting 
this might be what you want to say. So that's how I learned the language. Like, well, I'm doing I think that I have a lot of life 
experiences, and even just jokes about things. Um, it does have to be, I don't necessarily aspire to have my own show. Like, yeah, my joke, I don't. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
you know, so I don't see my audience, I imagine my audience, and I may know them calling in. Lynette does radio as well, and then she has a lot of audience with her events. So how do you really reach a person? I guess it's similar to um, theater of mind. So how, are, how are you reach your audience, thousands and thousands of internet cousins, and you're online, and you're talking to these people, I guess you're reaching folks individually. How do you really make that connection? Um, so the first thing is that whenever I make stuff, I'm, in my mind, I'm talking to myself. So I'm talking to black girls in the United States for the most part. Um, and so, like I said before, if other people enjoy it, that's amazing. But when I think of a video idea or when I think of a story or even the references and jokes, I make the references and jokes that I thought I needed to get. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's one thing. So I'm talking to someone very specific in my mind when I make a video. And then also, just over time, you recognize the same people commenting, um, or you recognize the same people talking to you on Instagram. And I wish Instagram had a better way of me knowing where people are located, um, because I talk to so many people consistently, and I don't know where they live. Um, but yeah, so social media um, is a big help. But to your point, it is the amount of people that might receive my message and the amount of people I get to talk to okay. is so small compared to each other. Mm -hmm. um, I want to touch on one of the highlights of the last 10 years, and that's when you did a review on Lemonade mm -hmm. and Lumia. Success came in the form of more opportunities to work. 
And so I think, I mean, I was proud of that because it means I didn't, my work wasn't a one-off. It was people recognized the beginning of my voice, which can be applied to so many other things. So for me, I got um, more job offers during that time, um, more interviews, more opportunities to shoot with different people at that time. Um, and so that's how they showed up for me and from there to kind of pick up my point and check. And um, sponsorships, mm -hmm. product sponsorships. Mm -hmm. How did one acquire that in this media world? Yeah, so it's complicated because at the same time I, I do it, but at the same time I'm trying to figure out how to divest from having numbers translate to your financial worth. Um, because it's, I mean, the world of advertising, yeah, that correlates, but in actuality, it doesn't. So um, I, the advice that I would give is start reaching out to these brands because I have the blessing of having worked both as an advertiser and as the influencer. Um, and so I know I was stressed. So I was like, if a brand was like, we need this type of person from Miami, I'm like, if you reach out to these brands, you know, you look on LinkedIn, you look on Instagram, and you find the person you should contact and say, hey, this is what I do, this is where I'm from, mm -hmm. this is the audience that I reach, a lot of us on the back end are scrambling to find people, um, and it's a lot of work to find people. So that's one way you can do it. Another way is um, attending like, conferences where you know industry people will be there, and you can <coughs> give them your whole spiel, um, but in that case, the follow-up is super important. Um, or you can make the content that you want to be sponsored. So for example, my brother wants us to have a travel series, but before we can get it sponsored, we have to make it. Right. And then yeah. someone will sponsor the next one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, kind of have to make the thing you want. Um, yeah. It is now 7.39 and I'm looking at Tracy Diamond who's um, kind of like, uh, <laughs> give our audience a chance. Um, we will no longer call you the breakout of YouTube. Um, you, you've been around here for, you've been around for over a decade. We want to congratulate you on doing cultural critiques, tutorials of everything, and being all-inclusive of everyone that you have in the audience tonight and beyond um, numbers. It's not about numbers, it's really about the people that you just want to say thank you for being part of this um, gathering tonight. It's, it feels like a warm family event, so I don't want to say show or event. So thank you so much for being here at Ada Park Library. And again, thank you to Tracy Diamond and the staff. But I think we're going to open it up to the audience as well. Okay. And just a friendly reminder to please hold off until the microphone comes to you. Um, that way our podcast can pick up your question. And don't forget to give us two mornings with Mikel, 6 a.m. to 10 on WDAA.
friendly. They want to be professional, but you know better. Um, so as in, like, I don't like their work, or they're shady? <laughs> <laughs> Just if you don't think that collaboratively, Thank <laughs> you. 
have one thing done, that's actually very reasonable. Instead of thinking I have to like, get everything done myself. So, so I guess for that you are your own boss. You don't have an agent. Correct. I have a brand manager, but okay. I Former in sight. 
play to their strengths. I know people who can just talk podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Or I know people who um, don't really want to be, don't really want to be on camera. So they go like the voiceover animation route. Um, so I say play to your strengths. Um, there are people who want exactly what you have to give. And so um, I have to give gestures. So people want to watch gestures. <laughs> and then so that's what I do. But if that's not what you do, then um, just do what comes naturally. But I do think there's something to be said for practice. Um, practicing just being in front of the camera, practicing seeing your face, hearing your voice, just like, get it out of the way now, um, and lean into who you are, you know? So there's another PBS show called The Origin of Everything, and it's hosted by Danielle, she's elected in Chicago, I believe, maybe? Um, and she's a professor, so she's like the smart one, um, and so she plays her strengths so that she can explain you up your dad. And so she doesn't try to come with the shenanigans because that's why. So, yes. Yes, thank you so much. You really answered the question. And then our last question is what is your writing strategy, if, especially when you fell off the bandwagon? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm a scientist, I'm a science writer, and I had a blog, and I was like, I had good you know, ideas. I was like, who's going to do it? And then I just fell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the internet, everything is like escalated. Mm-hmm. So you might not post a video for a week, it's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. If you didn't blog in like two years, it's like, what happened? So how do you get like back on track and develop a strong writing strategy so you can engage audiences better? Yeah, um, I think you have to, I'm a big fan of like life hacking yourself. So um, I rarely go to everything entirely. So if I, don't make a video, a YouTube video, because that's a certain amount of work that I might not be able to do at the time. That means I'm on Instagram stories, just like with the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I try to do that. Um, also, understand like what's reality and what's not reality. A lot of the time, people don't really too much care. If you don't, there's no to that. Um, and so try not to feed too much into like, the monster or the machine that is creating content online. Just like do it. Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to start an email newsletter, so I recommend it, especially if you're a smaller um, creator, that you start with an email newsletter so that the people who want the information from you will get it. Email algorithm. <laughs> so, So kudos to you for uh, being able to, you know, answer some serious questions with a lot of common uh, testament to your authenticity. Now, um, in the environment that we're in with internet bullying and on, I mean, online bullying, uh, we'll get to the trolls in a second. But how do you um, share your story, personal details, and that may be offensive to your family, and keep that authenticity? And how do you tune out the, the trolls? Um, so second part, I, I don't actually have trolls. Um, the, the few times that I have, I can tell, like, you don't even go here. You know what I'm saying? We just stand by and I got caught in crosshairs and we told you to troll me.
comes to sharing myself, I'm actually a very private person, so I share lessons, not like a play-by-play. So a lot of people who are actually watching know and listen and pay attention know that I haven't actually divulged much, but take away. So my channel now, because I'm a lot older than I was when I started, now my channel's a lot about the takeaway. Versus when I started in the beginning, I was like 18, 19, 20. And I was like, today, what's happening? Who that Paycheck and just become the next funpreneur. 
Podcast is a production of the Enoch Pratt Free Library and the Maryland State Library Resource Center. For more information and to access more library resources, please visit prattlibrary.org.